Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. We had enjoying your Monday. Oh, I mean, it's Monday. Yeah, it's <laughs> a problem. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. We had such a gorgeous weekend. My gosh, our weather just couldn't be better. And yeah, it's all good. We're just. Uh, vibing it's almost this uh, fall equinox and it's really feeling like fall so yeah. i cannot complain it's gorgeous Rhonda and i just took a walk mm -hmm. and it was sprinkling just a little bit and like low 70s perfect perfect weather right. i love it and you know us girls from idaho never stop bitching about the weather because we have a lot to bitch about around here <laughs> but we have it's plenty to celebrate right, right now, now. yeah it's good so yeah mm -hmm. Well, yeah, we're ready to kick it off. We've got some pretty explosive uh, info to share with you all today. So well, grab your tea, your wine, your popcorn, your Xanax. I don't know what Lots to tell you, but this is going to get <laughs> wild. Yep. Yes, it is. So with that, Katie, you've got some crime news update for us. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys. Delphi. Ooh, everyone takes an intake of breath when we say that name. Now, I want to preface everything I have to tell you today with the statement, and a lot of you know this that have been watching us, that I have never believed that Richard Allen was the killer. Right. I've said that many times. Yeah. I don't want this report today to just be a uh, uh, a validation of everything that I said. Told you so. Told you so. Told yeah. you. Told you. Told you so. And you don't want it to be like that. No, because uh, <laughs> I don't. Because Sorry, I can't help it. That's my favorite. Told you so dance. I know, and this is a brief that's coming from the defense, and so you know the defense is defensing. You know, so I I want to be careful. I I want you to know, dear listener, that I am trying my very best to be as absolute balanced as I can in my opinions and in what I'm seeing here. Uh, mm -hmm. However, holy shit, the stuff that has come from this uh, brief that was filed by Richard Allen's attorneys is mind boggling. Boy. It's not just attorneys, attorney Ying, it's 126 pages. Whoa. Full of receipts, full of signed affidavits full of huge allegations. I can't do the whole thing in one segment, even close, but I'm going to give you some of the highlights and or lowlights to mm -hmm. give you an idea of what this looks like. And then uh, some of the other podcasters are putting out much bigger, deeper dives into this uh, topic. And I would highly recommend you check them out. Uh, the Shaming of Jay, particularly on Twitter and others, because people are getting deeper than we are. This is a case that we have followed and reported on but not uh you know it, it hasn't been our focus so i'm going to leave it that way uh because mm -hmm. other people are and we have other things uh, to focus on but for today let's talk about it one of the biggest things that the defense is claiming one of their big claims is that they have been withheld exculpatory evidence and that there is evidence mm -hmm. that the uh, Sheriff Liggett and others knew, or, or Prosecutor Liggett, I'm not sure, uh, knew all along that uh, there was a very possible connection to a white supremacist group uh, that had to do with these murders uh, named the Odinists. Oh my God. I really hate this. The Odinists. Yeah. And they are using things like runes as their calling card. I mean, oh. let's be really clear that they hijacked uh, an ancient religion and the stuff they're doing, yeah. saying, and uh, the way they're behaving has nothing to do with actual, uh, mm -hmm. that actual Viking religion. But at any rate, uh, the Odinists, there are Odinists in Delphi County. There are also Odinists in other places. 
what they're saying is that one of the Odinists' fathers, one of the Odinists' son dated one of the girls briefly. We're familiar with their families, and one of the girls' mothers, apparently, according to the affidavit, was uh, dating outside of her uh, racial lines. And that this was... Oh. Uh, these murders were to send a message and to make her pay. Oh, my God. Now, if this all sounds really uh, fantastical to you, well, it should. It This is the wildest shit I've ever heard. But they are not messing around, man. They have a lot of proof. They also have a lot of ideas. So bear with me. I'm just sharing some of the things from the brief. Uh, some of it I'm going to be careful with. I'm not going to share the names of the Odinists that they are uh, accusing. I don't feel like that's our place. For sure. But They've not been charged for the crime then. However, there was a man who actually called one of the detectives and told him that one of these Odinites or Odinists had some things on his Facebook page that were mimicking the crime scene, particularly the way the bodies were arranged. Now, we have heard, we've known the bodies were arranged in a way, right? And they used the word staged many times when those kids were first found. But they never told us what th- that stage was. And right. we have a little bit more information on that now because of this brief. Runes were left around the girls' bodies, made out of sticks and tree branches in the blood of Liberty German. Oh. This is from the brief. Evidence supports that at the crime scene, these murdering Odinites left behind obvious signatures and symbols in the form of sticks and tree branches were deliberately, carefully, and proficiently placed on each girl in a certain arrangement mimicking certain runes. At least one of the branches appeared to have its end cut off cleanly by some type of a tool, like an electrical saw, providing proof of a preconceived plan. Allen argue that law enforcement abandoned obvious correlation between the crime scene and Odinism. Uh, there was also a rune drawn on a tree nearby in Libby's Wow. One thing we know for sure uh, is that Richard Allen has never been an Odinite. An Odinist. Okay. Uh, wouldn't have had anything to do with any of this. One of the other allegations is that two of the, you know how he's still in that prison. Is he? They still have not moved him from that place where he's literally dying? No, he is still there. And which is insane. You guys think about this. Have you ever heard of a case where someone who was accused of a crime is being held in a top security prison? No. No. No, he hasn't been convicted of anything. Why are they doing that? Why isn't he in the county jail? So the defense team says that some of the white supremacists work at this prison and that Mm -hmm. they are the ones that are in charge of him and that they are the ones who are making his life a living hell. Wow. They said... big claim. mm Mm-hmm. The defense team says they noticed that Sergeant Jones and Sergeant Robinson had patches on their uniforms. A black one in red embroidery that says, in Odin we trust. Another black one that is a partial American flag with some runes uh, on half of it. Uh, another patch on that their says uniforms? on their uniforms. Another patch that says "I hate people," with a kind of a skyline on their uniforms. How so is here's that what, allowed? Those are not law enforcement patches. Yeah. So here's what the brief says: The first time Richard defense team noticed Sergeant Jones and Sergeant Robinson and the patches shown above that they wear on their DOC uniform was April third, twenty twenty three. This also coincides with the time frame that Richard Allen's mental health began a steep decline. 
From that point forward, these two guards seemed inseparable from Richard Allen. Odenite Correction Officers Robinson and Jones would walk Richard Allen to and from his attorney's visits, as well as on one occasion when Richard visited with his wife, always wearing these embroidered patches. For a period, Sergeant Robinson and Sergeant Jones were also videotaping Richard Allen and his interactions with his attorneys. This ended only upon complaint by Richard's attorneys after several visits. Additionally, Sergeant Robinson and Sergeant Jones were always close enough to Richard to be assured that Richard did not feel comfortable talking to his attorneys or his wife without knowing that these Odinite guards were within earshot of anything he would tell his lawyers or his wife. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, they're big allegations. They are really big allegations, but if they're actually interfering with his ability to have private communication with his attorneys, mm-hmm. whoa, mm-hmm. that's massive. It is massive. This is all massive. And I'm sure that some people are going to write it off as, you know, well, his lawyers, they're doing their job, but this is way more than that. Well, they are asking yeah. for... This is the first anyone's ever heard of this in all of this time since these girls were killed. Why were they not immediately? Yeah. I mean, publicly it is, but, but I mean, law enforcement have kept that. Well, they've kept this whole case, such a huge secret. Mm -hmm. All of these details kept a secret more so than any other case I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I've always wondered why. Mm -hmm. So on the Odinite who's sundated Abby, The documents say his social media posts seemingly taunted the very police that refused to fully investigate him. The defense believes that the court will be shocked at the number of clues or Easter eggs, both before and after the murders, that he openly posted on his Facebook page that pointed the finger to his involvement with the murders. The cops cleared him within 30 days of the murders, despite their absolute obsession and fascination with the runes. There is still an image on his Facebook page that mimics the crime scene. My God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are any of the law enforcement in this case Odinites? It's sure making you wonder. Sure is. So a few things that they are alleging. One thing that they are asking is that the search of Richard Allen's house be thrown out because the prosecutor, they're alleging, uh, lied to the judge in multiple instances about needing that search warrant. Um, They are also saying, remember that witness that saw the guy on the bridge, the car in the parking lot, and then the man walking down the road? Yeah. They're saying that the prosecutor flatly lied to the judge about what she said and that her signed affidavit, sworn affidavit, is very different than what the prosecutor told the judge. That the person she saw was wearing, she said, a muddy coat, never said it was a blue coat. Uh, I Actually, I think she said a tan muddy coat. Uh, that the car in the parking lot, she never identified as a Ford Focus, which is what Richard Allen was driving, Mm -hmm. uh, that she also did not positively uh, identify anything like Richard Allen on the bridge. What they're alleging is that the prosecutor has lied many, many times to the judge about the evidence that they had. They're, of course, also claiming that there was exculpatory evidence around all of these things that would have likely cleared Richard Allen or taken the, you know, that they may have never picked Richard Allen up because they're also, again, claiming that there is really no evidence pointing to Richard Allen, except for the fact that he is, has devolved so deeply into a mental health crisis that he did make those uh, admissions to his wife back in uh, earlier in the year. But again, they're saying, the jail that the prison that he's in and the torture that he's suffering, he's his mental health has gone to a really, really scary place. Well, and he may know he's saying those things within earshot of these people to try to protect himself. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they're huge or, allegations. Obviously. Or protect his family. They're huge allegations. Yeah. So and, what and they want to really be able to back this shit up or they're going to be mm-hmm. in deep shit with the judge. Right. What, well, they did. That's the, the briefs are they, they're pretty convincing. I have to say, I mean, there is a lot of evidence that they have provided. So what they want, they want Richard Allen moved out of that prison immediately. Well, duh. Uh, that's been requested how many times now? How so many, many times now? His rights have been so... He's going to die months yeah. ago in this place. Absolutely. His rights have been so egregiously violated in this whole process. And whether you think Richard Allen is guilty or not, that's okay. Everyone has their own opinion. But I think mm-hmm. we should all be able to agree on the fact that prisoners' rights have to be upheld. Well, right, because he's he's not really a prisoner. He's an accused. Yes. And he has not been convicted supposed of anything. to be innocent until proven guilty like anyone else is in our country. But what also, is the justification for putting him in that place rather than the county jail? I think at one point they, they tried to stay him safe. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, that it was for his own safety. It, bro, that's your job. That's yeah, your that job. is your job. I mean, we've managed in our in our little tiny counties managed to keep Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell safe for years, yeah, and their cases are just as big and, and explosive as Delphi. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they can. Mm-hmm. So, they want the search of his home thrown out. Uh, because they're saying it was illegal because of exculpatory evidence, because they lied to the judge uh, and other things. And they want him moved immediately. And I think some other things they're asking for, but those were the biggies. So again, that's a, that's a toe dip in the pond of this. So take a harder look, go find some of the YouTubers that are really exclusively covering this case. It's pretty mind blowing. Um, If Richard Allen is not guilty and he has gone through this and law enforcement and or the prosecutor may have already known who committed these crimes but didn't want to finger them yeah. holy shit i don't even it know it answers a lot of questions and i'm not saying it's true we don't know we don't but know. it answers a lot of questions we've had about this case forever mm-hmm. why has law enforcement kept everything so secret why, you know, most cases they were releasing things to the public in hopes of bringing in more witnesses, bringing in more information. This case has been so secret. We don't even know how these girls died. And that is right. not usual at all. I've mm-hmm. wondered forever, why is this such a big secret? Mm-hmm. And is it because there's a cover up? Is there protection going on in this community? Are right. there old knights in the courts? Are there old knights in the law enforcement in this mm-hmm. in this county? Oh, my God. People who live in Delphi, you need to be screaming to the rooftops about Mm -hmm. bringing all of this out into the light right now. Absolutely, because it's possible that one of your own life has been ruined over this case and he's innocent. It's also possible that he's not, but absolutely. So I'm going to leave this comment, this topic with one last bit of the brief that I feel like is very worth hearing. Sure. Oh. Well, I was. Hold on. I just closed my. <laughs> so as I said that, I closed my window. Oh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> I'll get there. Give me one second. It's from the brief and I don't want to. I don't want to misquote it. I want to read it to you exactly. So sure. we'll get there here. There is a Twitter page called The Unraveling that's doing an amazing job on this. Okay, this is from the brief about the bullet. Remember the bullet? Yes. They said there was a bullet. Mm -hmm. And they said there was a bullet buried in the ground between the girls that uh, forensics showed could have been fired from, or not fired or come from, maybe fired from uh, a gun that Richard Allen owned. But it's uh, very suspicious and We've been saying all along the bullet thing was seemed very flimsy. Mm-hmm. Here's what the memo says. 
It should be noted that as of the date of this memo, the defense has no photographs of the bullet allegedly found between the girls after it was removed from the ground. No photo or video, for example, shows the bullet as it was being pulled out of the ground. No photo or video of the bullet immediately after it was pulled from the ground. No video or photograph of all sides of the bullet immediately after it was pulled from the ground. No photographs of the bullet next to a measuring device to show its length. No photos that show what the bullet looked like once it was pulled from the ground could provide proof that it is the same bullet that ended up in the evidence locker room. Shockingly, in his deposition, Sheriff Liggett, oh, Sheriff, okay, admitted that he also had not seen any photographs of the purported bullet taken once the bullet was pulled from the ground. In other words, the only photos the defense have found in discovery are of the bullet still buried in the ground. At this time, the defense has no idea if A, photos of the bullet after it was removed from the ground even exist, or two photos exist, but the state has not yet turned those important photographs over to the defense, or three, the defense has missed these photos in the voluminous discovery. Either way, the defense has asked the prosecutor to please locate these photographs. Confirmation of chain of evidence. Hello. Hello. Oh, that's scary. This is all very, very wrong and concerning. That's very concerning. So we'll be keeping a close eye on it. And again, I, I want this to not just uh, be confirmation bias on my part. <laughs> so I'm trying to take it all with a real grain of salt. But regardless, these are huge allegations to make. And frankly, most attorneys would never make them unless they seriously had the receipts because they could be putting their law license on the line. Yeah. For sure. These are huge allegations. It is huge. And I, I'm curious. I'll be very curious to see what the judge does with them uh moving forward so with yeah. that i'm gonna turn the mic over to you for some more mind-blowing bullshit yes well friends in our latest uh installment of celebrity men getting accused of multiple sexual assaults let's talk about russell brand Russell Brand is a comedian, a musician, and an actor who was also married to Katy Perry from 2010 to 2012, mm -hmm. time in which he was a very salacious character, mm -hmm. kind of disappeared from the spotlight for a long time, has reemerged as a wellness influencer, which I got to I cannot stand that stuff out of him. Mm -hmm. Brand doesn't have any expertise whatsoever to be giving anyone wellness recommendations. Uh, I get real sick of um, mm -hmm. celebrities who think they're experts simply because they're famous. Mm -hmm. It's my own personal aside. But Well, because I do this, so you should do it too. Yeah. Yes. And I think this is true, so it is true. Yeah. Dude, you're a comedian. What what the hell, you know? So anyway, Russell Brand has been accused of multiple sexual assault allegations in the media. Now, let's be clear. He's not been charged by anything about for anything yet. And this is how these cases go lately, because women don't dare come forward. We know mm -hmm. what they do is they kind of get together with a reporter. And this goes out into the media first. Mm -hmm. And then they go together into... Um, the police. And so a couple of these allegations happened in the United States and a couple of them happened in the UK. And Russell Brand lives in the UK. So let's talk a little bit about it. So Russell Brand is 48. Mm -hmm. He has been touring uh, with his, as doing a comedy tour recently that has halted immediately. He's done a lot of um, television in the UK recently as well. Uh, and he is now being investigated uh, by the Sunday Times, the Times and Channel 4's dispatches. So these are all UK based media companies. Mm -hmm. um, here are the allegations. So the, there are four women 
alleging sexual assaults that happened between 2006 and 2013. One woman alleges that Brand raped her without a condom against a wall in his Los Angeles home. She says uh, that he tried to stop her leaving until he, uh, she told him she was going to the bathroom. She was treated at a rape crisis center on the same day, and they do have medical records for that. Um, another woman, this time in the UK, alleges that he assaulted her when he was in his early 30s, and she was 16 and still at school. Yeah, still she, in high school. Yeah. She alleges he referred to her as the child during an emotionally abusive and controlling relationship. And she says, looking back now, she says he engaged in the behaviors of a groomer. Uh-huh. That word gets thrown around a lot, but when you are an adult man in your 30s, having a sexual relationship with a 16-year-old, you are a groomer. Uh-huh. Now, Brand's response to all of this is that all of my relationships have been consensual, which, uh, well, they can't be with a 16-year-old girl. Now, can they? Uh, actually, I think that the age of uh, consent is 16. Maybe in, in the, the UK. UK. That's true. That but it's be. still gross and concerning that she was 16 years old and still in high school. Yes. And a man in his 30s was having sex with her. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And there's another claim. Um, this is from um, Los Angeles. That happened in Los Angeles. This woman says that Brand sexually assaulted her while she worked with him. Um, she... Her allegation is that she repeatedly told him to get off her. And when he eventually uh, relented, he flipped and was super angry with her and says he threatened to take legal action if she told anyone else about her allegation that he would take legal action. Yeah, he would. Sounds like the usual arrogant bullshit, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Uh, The fourth woman has alleged being sexually assaulted by Brand in the UK and that he was physically and emotionally abusive to her. Don't know the names of the uh, accusers, mm-hmm. and we know that they're currently bringing this out through the media. And then I'm sure that this will go to the police. Mm-hmm. But these these women know they need attorneys. They need this. Their stories need to be out in the public first in order to prevent just being ignored. Yeah, as has been the case for so very long. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He's, he says he's the um, subject of a coordinated attack and that he's looking into all of this because it's very, very serious. You can tell I'm not taking him, his side of this very seriously because Russell had a reputation for a long time. Mm-hmm. That that's fairly well known. Yeah. And there are lots of people talking about it now. That um, one, one um, source told... The Sunday Times, his attitude towards women was an open secret in radio and TV production. Gross. So during the years covered by these allegations, he had uh, several high-profile jobs, including um, at BBC Radio 2 and Channel 4 and as an actor in Hollywood films. So he was very active in entertainment. As we know, these men get an ego the size of the planet mm-hmm. they just do whatever they want so some other things that have been alleged by people who have worked with him over the years when he was a presenter on bbc radio six music he was known to just change his clothes in front of people wherever they were um he also made sexual remarks on air about a worker and that bbc um, made him apologize for that. Uh, the Sunday Times is also saying that uh, another complaint was made to BBC management about his alarming displays of aggression and disrespect. He apparently has been known to throw objects across the Radio 2 studio and urinate in a bottle in front of staff and guests, including What? My God. Um, Another, uh, a runner who worked for Channel 4 uh, said that Brand would get staff to approach young female audience members so that he could meet them after filming and that some of them (sighs) were really uncomfortable about the way he behaved toward them. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
there is a part of um, a phone conversation that was broadcast on his radio show where he's talking to Jimmy Seville. And if you know who Jimmy Seville is, Jimmy Seville has now been accused of all kinds of child sexual abuse. Yeah. Um, he offered to bring a female employee with him to meet Jimmy F Seville and agreed at Seville's request that she be naked. This is on radio. Like they have. This yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Brad's personal assistant says that she has seen him showing friends um, intimate photographs of women. Uh, two former crew members on Big Brother's e-forum show uh, are alleging that they felt like they were working as a pimp for Brand. Another runner says <laughs> he flashed his penis at her and insinuated she could give him oral sex when she walked into his dressing room. And a female comedian is claiming that Brand chased her backstage and bit her face when they were on a gig together, oh continuing to go after her after she made it clear that she was uncomfortable and wanted him to stop. So these are the allegations being put forth in the media. Of course, these are allegations. We can't say that they mm -hmm. he hasn't been charged convicted of anything, but these are the allegations that are coming out. And you know what happens in these situations, because we've seen it over and over again, mm -hmm. that when stuff like this happens, this is the tip of the iceberg. We're going to mm -hmm. see an avalanche more of um, allegations happen. Mm -hmm. So the Metropolitan Police in London have said they're aware of the media reporting, but they have not had any reports to them directly and they have said if anyone believes they've been the victim of a sexual assault no matter how long ago it happened we would encourage them to contact police and and they will i don't think there's any doubt they will, they will. yeah they will now but they want this story out in the public so that it cannot be ignored it's sad sure. that we're in this place but it's we've seen it happen over and over again in the last few years mm -hmm. and it's actually resulted in some action being taken it has, and people that are behaving like this need uh, Russell Brand clearly, regardless of whether or not he's charged or he isn't or whatever, just hearing this many people right. call out sexual misdeeds for him, he needs checked. Well, and co-workers. I mean, why is he still working yeah. for the BBC? Right. Why is he still working for these people if this is mm -hmm. the way he behaves toward his co-workers? Yeah. Um, yeah. Another statement on Sunday, the Met said it had spoken to the Sunday Times and would be making further approaches to the paper and to Channel 4 to ensure that any victims of crime who they have spoken with are aware, aware of how they may report any criminal allegations to the police. So the Metropolitan Police in London are um, being proactive. Mm -hmm. um, the Los Angeles Police Department said it had not been notified of any incidents reports or allegations regarding Russell Brand or any accusers. You notice what they didn't say, though, which was come talk, to, come us. talk to us and tell us. Yeah. We want to know. We will help you. Mm -hmm. the, the Met is being much more proactive than mm -hmm. the L.A. police. Shocker, not. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know if the assault that happened in 2002 in L.A., where, where the victim did go to a rape crisis center, we don't know if that was actually reported to the police mm -hmm. or not, or if Russell Brand was named at that time in that situation, or if the victim just didn't name the assault, the assailant. We're not sure mm -hmm. at this point, but there's going to be a lot more come out because we've seen these cases happen before. So I would encourage anybody who's had a bad experience with Russell Brand to report it. Please do. We have to get people like this off the streets. If he is, in fact, guilty of these kinds of things, he needs consequences. He also needs to stop being employed in yeah. entertainment. Yeah. And if the BBC was aware that he was this kind of risk to people, I think that they need to be called out, mm -hmm. as does Hollywood. Absolutely. Why are you still employing people like this? Their talent mm -hmm. does not supersede their criminal and abusive behavior. It should not. No. And it sure seems like it's okay. Yeah. That, you know, if they're talented, then it's okay. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. It is not. So what? If people will still listen to them, if people will still go to their movies, if they're, they're still going to make you money, money, it's okay to hang on to them, apparently. Apparently. It's not. And uh, we, it has to end. It has to. Mm -hmm. So please report. If you are a victim of Russell Brand, please, please 
report. Yeah. Let's make sure that this man is not allowed to hurt anybody else ever again. Mm-hmm. And with that, Katie, I'm going to send it back to you for another news update. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not done rocking your clock today. There is more. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, this time we're going to Utah. Because, oh, Utah. Aren't we always... <laughs> Paranormal Utah is not okay, but this is a case that you are very aware of. This is Corey Richens. You guys are very familiar with the Corey Richens case, as I, uh, as we know. But mm-hmm. uh, Corey Richens. Now, this is the case of uh, the murder of Eric Richens. Corey, if you don't remember, is the woman who whose husband died and a year later she wrote a book about how she and her sons dealt with his grief uh, and then shortly thereafter was arrested for murdering him uh, the, the uh, supposedly she put a lethal dose of fentanyl in his Moscow mule that she made him before bed to celebrate a big real estate deal they had just pulled off so Corey has kind of been a big damn bitch sitting in jail, uh, trying to pull strings and cause trouble. Her case has been gagged, but this somehow made it through. What I'm going to read to you and share with you is a letter that Corey wrote, uh, they believe to her mother and held up to the glass for her mother to read when she came to visit her. This has resulted in the prosecution filing for a restraining order. Uh, disallowing her from having any contact with her mother or her brother. I'm going to read you the letter. There's someone named Sky referenced in the letter a bunch of times. That is her attorney. You need to bear that in mind while you hear this so that you understand how freaking wild this is. So it's all handwritten, so we're going to do our best. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Well... Yard for uploading everything completely out of order and not even having page one. Okay, what the hell? (laughs) Well, if this isn't a conundrum, all right. (laughs) Okay, starting with page one, will you drop the banner for me? Oh, yes, I will. Okay. Page one, at the very top, it says, walk the dog, but take vague notes so that you remember. This is a part of the cover, I guess. She says, Sky is saying that even if the gummies have fentanyl in them, the prosecutor will say, I tried to put the fentanyl in the gummies so that Eric would have them. Stupid, I know, but that's what she's thinking. We will still test them, though. So they're trying to say that the gummies... uh, that he had fentanyl gummies that he had acquired from some men that uh, were connected with Mexico in some way. There's some angle there they're trying to sell. Interesting, since they actually know where who she bought the fentanyl from. I know. However, she still wants to link Eric getting drugs uh, from Mexico, so we need some kind of connection. Her private investigator is doing some research on the ranch cartel place Eric would stay at. Here is what I'm thinking, but we'll have to talk to uh, Ronnie. He would probably have to testify to this, but it's super short. Uh, Notate to it. He will need to tell Skye at the meeting next week. Understand that. She wants someone to lie to her lawyer's face next week. Mm-hmm. Upon information and belief, just like they say, if, oh, in the year prior to Eric's death, Ronnie was over watching football on Sunday and Eric and Ronnie were talking about Eric's Mexico trips. Eric told Ronnie he gets pain pills and fentanyl from Mexico from the workers at the ranch. Not to tell me because I would get mad because I always said he just gets high every night and won't help take care of the kids. She, in parentheses, there are pictures in my phone of Eric passed out on the floor or in the chair 
Ronnie should have texts from Eric talking about getting high as well. Eric told Ronnie he keeps them in an allergy pill bottle in his work truck, so I won't find them. Ronnie never told me about this conversation. Eric finally told me, asked me uh, if Carmen could get him some. Hold on. He never wanted anyone to know he had an issue, especially uh, to get caught. He always wanted Corey to go down for him. These are the things she's saying about herself in third person. When they traveled, Eric would put his drugs in Corey's bag at the airlines right before they boarded. That way, if they were caught, Corey got in trouble, not him. Once they got to wherever they were going, Eric would pull the drugs out of her bag and it would cause a huge fight. She insisted that he would risk her going to jail for his drug use. He just would laugh about it. Eric could ruin his image that he had drug issues, so he would do whatever he had to. Corey has never done any type of pills didn't like them. Very rarely she would consume THC only if Eric begged her to because it was a special occasion. So these are the things that she wants this guy Ronnie to say to her attorney. Pretty ironic when you consider the uh, book she wrote about the grief over the loss of her husband, this wonderful mm -hmm. father. Yeah. And the obituary that was written with all the glowing words. Yeah. Uh, then she has in stars reward this. However, he needs to, to make the point just to include it all. Re oh, reword, not reward. Yeah. So basically she wants him to say these words to, to Sky, to the attorney. The connection has to be made with Mexico and drugs. Ronnie will have the messages to prove Eric confided in him about getting high. He can be short and to the point, but it has to be done. Upon information and belief, lol, they never found pain pills or fentanyl in my house because he hid it in an allergy bottle in his work truck and Cody emptied at work the truck within a week, so they were never found. So that's what she's claiming. Crap. When you talk to Ronnie about this, meet up with him in person. I worry someone, sometimes your house and phone are bugged. Maybe drive down the street and meet him after work without Bree. Sky has to make the connection between Eric and Mexico because that makes the most sense in her mind. See, she's literally setting her own attorney up. Yeah. If it's Jesus. Ronnie, information and belief about the conversation over football... She can use them as a connection. Tell Ronnie, don't overanalyze it. He was a quick, it was a quick two-minute conversation, LOL. Tell him I need him to do this. Bring me, to bring me home, and then we will get those damn bitches. The damn bitches she's talking about are Eric's sisters and yes. mom. Because, of course, she's still trying to claim that they have set her up. Also, it may have fought so hard for Eric. Mm-hmm. Also, please text Lotto, not sure who Lotto is, or call. Tell him do not text me anything about us doing things together ever, like church, skiing, uh, nothing that puts us together. It doesn't look good. Was she having an affair? What does that mean? Yeah. We were so close to the end. Let's push through, have the conversation with Ronnie before he meets with Skye. Then tell him to tell Sky at the meeting about the conversation. Hang in there. We're almost there. Love you to the moon. Uh, take vague notes. Okay, say that you remember this before you walk the dog. All right, that's page three. There I think walk the dog just means act normal. Uh -huh. Act like this is a regular visit. Nothing's going on. Mm -hmm. Like we're just talking. And this isn't happening. Yep. So page four. I saw a commercial yesterday, Utah Mortgage Relief. Google them, please. It's for people behind on their mortgage. Can you see if they can help at all on Marissa's house? We have to get hers, yours, and Chelsea's taken care of. Try to do that. Oh, try to go to that place in Camas. What about asking Lotto to do a loan? 
in his name. Because, see, she was in all this real estate stuff. And, right. And, and in major debt. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know he can do a home equity line of credit on his house in hideout. Not sure if he would, but I know he has like a million dollars in equity. Maybe he just doesn't know about HELOC. That's a home equity line of credit. If he mm -hmm. wants to help me, taking care of these loans is the most important. I don't give a shit about the yodels or hotels. I wasn't sure what that said. Remember, I told you one way to get at Katie is going to go through my phone and finding a picture of her girls, even with the boys. Print its copies and send them out anonymously to different media companies. Obviously, don't email the pictures so it's not traceable. She would be livid if it got out to the public. You would just have to do it sneakily and be careful. She would try and trace it back to you. If not, no worries. My God, she is just scheming and scheming and scheming sitting in jail. Mm -hmm. That's apparently what her entire stay in jail is about, is just uh, scheming and coming up with ways to manipulate people. Yeah. Sky is having my girls do the first interview with Good Morning America. Please tell Chelsea to bring up that he hasn't been to church in the 13 years she has known him. And Eric would brag to her about how much he drank and did pills in high school. Tell Kelsey to say Eric always wanted Corey to go down for him. For example, he would put drugs in her suitcase. Back to this. When we would travel together, so if anyone got caught, it was Corey. He would put it in her bag right before they left the house so that Corey didn't know. Then when we would land, wherever, Eric would take them out of her bag and Corey would be pissed that they would argue about it. Tell Kelsey to say... How Eric didn't care and would just laugh about it and say, well, I can't get in trouble. As if it was okay that I got in trouble. Have Selma talk about Eric in Spain not being able to drink so he was looking for drugs the entire time. And explain the drink the waitress gave him. And how I called his doctor and went to the pharmacy immediately. Have Allie talk about how the sisters have always been jealous of me because of anything they could do. Corey could do better. Being a mom in college, stay-at-home wife until she built a multi-million dollar company, a nice house, car, everything. She had everything they wanted. This comes down to jealousy, money, and Eric's partying that they don't want to acknowledge, and sadly, an accidental overdose. Lastly, don't forget to work on the gun receipts. We want to file charges and let the prosecutor not know anything about oh, not do anything about it to use in her defense will you buy a box this one gets me will you buy a box of crest white strips open them up put them in an envelope and have sky give them to me you can tell her what's in the envelope i'm sure she won't care i'll make sure they can't be found in my cell my teeth are yellow from so much coffee and tea all day i love you i love you i love you hang in there we're getting there slowly you're the best mom in the whole world. I'm so lucky to have you. My God. So ask it all these different people to go talk to her lawyer and lie to her. Asking her to have her lawyer sneak crest strips to her in jail. Trying to, I all of it, like all of it. It just tells you exactly who she is. And that she mm -hmm. definitely did this. Mm -hmm. But is her family really this compliant with this? Apparently kinds they of are. Allegations? My God, they could go to jail for the things that she's asking them to do. Mm -hmm. It's unreal. Mm -hmm. Her poor mother, Jesus. I don't know. Maybe her mother just created her and deserves every bit of it. I don't know. But and that's, that's one of her biggest worries in jail is that her teeth are getting yellow from all the coffee she's drinking. Corey. You're charged with murder. Good Lord. So, yeah. So anyway, the uh, state is saying, we don't think that uh, Corey's family should be allowed to come see her anymore because of this bullshit right here. Yes. Agreed. Wow. Mm -hmm. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, lots of other things on Corey Richens, but I wanted to share that one today because, uh, holy shit. Wow. That is insane. Yeah. So well, sure glad that this got busted 
and that her attorney knows because mm-hmm. she's literally setting her attorney up for criminal action herself. Yeah. Holy hell. Well, we shall keep an eye on Corey Richens. I, you know, one of the things in that letter, though, did confirm for me that they are lapsed Mormons. Uh-huh. Haven't been to church in 13 years. Well, we all know what that means. They're Utahns. Mm-hmm. They're talking about mm-hmm. being lapsed Mormons. I'd had that question all along because he was killed with an with an alcoholic drink. Were they uh, LDS? Clearly, they are formerly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll be keeping an eye on that crazy bitch, won't we? Uh, yes, we will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. This is Monday. We will be back with new episodes on Tuesday and Wednesday. We will be back Wednesday night with Wednesday night case updates. And then if you are a member of our YouTube subscription, we will be back Wednesday night for our uh, watch party. And we'll be announcing here shortly what episode we are going to be watching. It'll be a Netflix true crime episode of some sort that we'll be watching Mm -hmm. together. So if you want to participate in that, uh, come over and join our YouTube channel, uh, the subscription there. And we have a lot of fun. We just watch something together. We all watch it individually on our own TVs, but we chat together in a live stream so that uh, we can have some fun, you know, doing true crime together. Yeah. Please be sure to like, subscribe, share, comment, leave us a review wherever you can. We do have a new podcast stream for you, which is called uh, Mormon Misdeeds Unveiled. It is on Spotify and some other um, uh, podcast streams. It will soon be on Apple as well. It is just going to focus the content that we do about Mormon crime specifically. So if you want to just keep a close eye on the Mormon crime, we will be co- we will be uploading everything there that is Mormon related or adjacent in our coverage. And uh, we're going to have some fun with that. So be sure to check mm-hmm. it out. And if you're wondering if it's going to be on Apple, it will be. It just takes a little time. So don't worry if you can't find it there yet. It is on Spotify and, you know, mm-hmm. it's coming. This is soon. It is. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, you know, we are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.